What's up, everyone? My name is Sean. Aaron. And we are the Rap, Rap Geeks. Geeks, baby. Welcome to Playback Appeal. Today, we're discussing uh, a Bay Area classic. And as you guys might know, Aaron and I live in the Bay Area. Is so there? we needed to do one that represented not where we're from, but where we stay. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let's let's get into it. Actually, before we get into it, h- how you doing, man? A lot of a lot of stuffs going on in the world. Uh, how are you doing during this time, dude? I feel like that's. I almost feel weird recording this right now, just because there's almost this feeling of the only thing that needs to be talked about is what's going on right now, as far as racial injustice or riots and. I almost feel irresponsible recording this, knowing what's going on in the world. Yeah, no, I feel the and, same way. And I'm not, and, and I had to, and I had to try to preface this that what we're doing right now by making a video about Zion I and their debut album Mind Over Matter is a celebration of black art. And, and, and as long as we're promoting this and as long as we're, pushing the message of this album then i think we are doing justice right that's a good way to put it great way to put it how are you doing i'm all right definitely i second everything you just said um it's a lot of pain in the hearts of uh a lot of people um both you know in america and internationally um Mm -hmm. a lot of hate going on as well um both but both things you got to fight through. You know what I mean? You got to fight through it, man. Right, right. So the album that we're going into today, as previously mentioned, is uh, a record by Oakland-based hip-hop group. Should I also mention uh, conscious hip-hop group, Zion Eye, mm. and, oh, yeah. their, and their debut album, Mind Over Matter. Mind Over Matter. Let me... Let me uh, go over a couple facts of the group so it consists of two members one local oakland rapper baba zumbi and texas originally from texas producer amp live and funny side story i actually used to my my first beat production software was on my sony psp from a game called tracks pad that amp live was one of those cats that I, th- I don't know if he helped in, you know, the development, but he definitely was somebody that um, was in the Traxpad commercial that I watched and instantly fell in love with the product. And that's when I started making my first beat. That's where I started to learn to sample. So Amp Live and the team at Traxpad, thank you for getting me into production. You know what I mean? And there's another one I want to mention is that uh, it exists of three members, as you mentioned, Amp Live, <laughs> mainly handling the production Baba Zumi as the primary rapper. And there's also a DJ. His name's K Genius. Mm. Uh, and he is what contributed to probably a, a lot, lot of the, the live and a lot of scratching that you hear all yep. throughout this album. Almost like a kickback to early 1990s, mm-hmm. late 80s hip hop, in that they were able to add so many scratching and, and mixing mm-hmm. elements into the album. Yeah. So far, these last two albums were just very hip hop. You know, what I mean, as far as the hip hop that I that I grew up on, 
obviously the 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 b-boying and the and the scratching is just like for me just really brings back a lot of my first you know uh memories of the first few hip-hop songs that i started actually listening to you know so super super refreshing man so this album was released on may 30th 2000 on the label ground control records which is based in san francisco i'm not sure if they're still releasing any music but you know definitely uh shout out to them um so man what what are your first thoughts of the album bro what what kind of themes were you uh were you feeling throughout some of the lyrical content yeah it's interesting uh first of all as previously mentioned i'm really happy we're doing an episode where we talk about a rap group from the bay area and specifically oakland and oakland if you guys don't know is kind of like the bay area's brooklyn uh, it's a primarily African, it was historically a primarily African-American place. Um, a lot of arts and culture, even though San Francisco has kind of moved away from being an epicenter of bohemian lifestyle and art and culture. I feel like in many ways, Oakland has retained that. And there has been actually quite a few hip hop groups that maybe not have broken outside of California. But, you know, let's talk about that. So there's Zion I. There's hieroglyphics, yep. there's souls of mischief, and you hear that Oakland influence in this, but it doesn't sound anything like what I think Bay Area hip-hop sounds like today. Why do you think that's the case? Well, see, here's the thing, man. I, I break it out separately, bro. Um, this, is, this is Oakland underground hip-hop in the same way that souls of mischief um, and then the collective hieroglyphics is underground Oakland hip hop. And there isn't anything in the area or even in Cali that sounds like it. And you're from LA, so maybe you can speak on the LA underground scene, which maybe is multifaceted, has many different personalities, but Oakland hip hop uh, tends to have the same feeling. And I think it's just because everybody in Oakland kind of, um, maybe the lifestyle and, and they and that's specific to Oakland and so that's why there isn't another place in Cali that sounds like that yeah but Oakland hip-hop as well has contributed to you know we always think about too short that East Oakland we always think about E40 mm -hmm. and, and a lot of that is from Vallejo as well and so do you think that the sound that's kind of big right now as far as hearing about the pillows and and um yeah, do yeah. you think that this kind of sound is more of a Vallejo sound and then the this Zion Eye music is more of an Oakland sound? Would you make that distinction or no? Yeah, I, I'm wondering what it is. And it may be, I mean, between Oakland and Vallejo, both very dangerous cities. You know, I you know, I can't speak on what which city is more dangerous, but the music that comes out of Vallejo is definitely tends to lean on the more uh, heavy gun talk. Whereas Oakland, you know, is a little bit more, as far as the underground hip hop scene, is a little bit more higher conscious. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. has to do with the Black Panther uh, lineage that comes from it and the families, mm. you know what I mean, that were involved with that. Um, and then their, their children, you know, passing down a, a kind of knowledge and a mentality. So may, maybe that's the, the line between the Vallejo scene and the East Bay scene, I would say, more so than just Oakland. Right, and what about like the San Francisco scene? Uh, that's 
That's a different call. I mean, there's all kinds of sounds. I mean, you are you're, you're Larry talk- June's probably the most prolific San Francisco right. rapper. That you got I a Andre right Nicotina. Now. You know what I mean? That kind of sound, and it's mainly party music. You know, mm-hmm. nothing that is, you know, far on the conscious side, but nothing that's too more on, that's much more on the dangerous side, like the Vallejo, which is still a a party kind of kind of scene as well. Um, right. But yeah, I, I couldn't call it when it comes to just the city by itself. It's it's, it's a tough call, but you know, uh, what was what was the question? <laughs> did I answer your oh, question? So okay, so yeah, no. the The question was, what kind of themes did I get off of this? But before yeah. I went into that, I, I'm, I guess I'll get into it now. As far as the themes I'm getting on this, I'm sure you felt it as well. Yeah. As well, um, ancient spiritualism mm. is just yeah. this constant theme that comes in and out now and you hear this in a couple of different tracks as well you say ancient and and part of me feels like i know what you mean but but talk about why you put ancient in there because it's got this like especially on a couple of tracks that we're gonna reference as well like the mysterious, mysterious ways, ways yeah. uh another one rap degrees <clears throat> right there's always this kind of weird middle eastern <clears throat> and i think that might have right. you know come from hieroglyphics as well and that's but, the like thing. An egyptian mm-hmm the way they the what they sample is different than what I think a lot of other music was sampling at the time. I mean, that again, like the music feels the same to me. I mean, after listening to this album, I I went back to Third Eye Vision. You know what I mean? Hieroglyphics, mm-hmm. and even back to uh, I for, I'm blanking out on the Souls of Mischief you know first couple albums but they don't sound the same obviously the music has progressed from 98 to 2000 but there's Mm -hmm. something about the energy that makes that tells me yo this is oakland hip-hop um and a lot of it is the unorthodox production and samples that they use mixed Mm -hmm. with traditional hip-hop vocal samples and from other classic hip-hop songs with these weird middle eastern you know instrumentation you know and and even on uh mysterious ways there was i don't what's that instrument do you know the instrument sample on the mysterious ways it's kind of hippie i feel hippie or egyptian yeah either <laughs> some combination you know, of you know that. i i don't know about what i do notice is that you know and since we're talking about mysterious ways let's just get straight into it i think we can both agree that is one of the highlights of the album mm. okay would you I'm agree with you. Uh, I'm with you in after having heard it now, but it wasn't mm-hmm. one of the songs from this album that that me and my friends growing up were were gravitating towards. This is probably my favorite track off the album, mm. um, and it's just straight fire. There is, as you mentioned, there's this sort of Egyptian sample to mm-hmm. it, and even lyrically, it is referencing. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the lyrics are like, "She's from a land of sand, mm-hmm. Iraq, Iran," yeah, and yeah. And it talks about like holy temples and how Muslim Christian. The uh, yeah, two two thoughts I had. One was as the song is ending, you 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 hear it stripped down to just the acoustic guitar. So you know the acoustic guitar plays a role in it, but you don't really hear it until the end. But on top of the acoustics, I thought about the type of drums that were used were really reminiscent of me for a a nori for a nor. Or for a Joe Budden in that era type of drum, a very punchy drum that is, uh, you know, just kind of sits below the 
the harmony sample as well and this song almost reminded me of something out here on like a def jam vendetta or like yeah. a def jam fight for new york it's it's it, it's it's got it's it's pumpy but it's very concrete mm-hmm. in that it doesn't change too much but you don't want it to change too much and and there's just so much going on that makes this song just like one of my favorites to listen to and one i'm gonna definitely go back to even mm-hmm. after if i don't feel like listening to the whole record that's the song i'm gonna go back to right right you know it's interesting since we're kind of talking about the production right now we should mention that i'm pretty sure and i did a little bit of research on this um amp live he used the mpc 1000 and when he rocks live shows he has this modded mpc 1000 that he turned into a guitar where Mm. there's touch sensitive controls on the neck and then i'm assuming the sound samples that 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 controls are being pressed with the buttons and it's and it's really interesting and and even in certain songs in the album you know he the different styles of music that were created with the mpc 1000 were all within this album so you got that hip-hop sound you know that you were just kind of mentioning and i'm assuming in the east coast they were rocking with the some kind of akai mpc but even right. overseas you can do drum and bass with this particular instrument as well. And there were two, mm. there were two mm. drum and bass tracks on this album that really caught my attention heavy. And yeah. here's the thing too. And that mixed with American hip hop is like, is my, is my shit, bro. Um, for sure. So while we're here, we're talk. let's talk about, um, What's the song called? Metropolis. I know it's, yeah, it's Metropolis and Elevation. Elevation Those are the two that I think you're. That, 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 so yeah, definitely want to get into that and something that you know I didn't think we'd be talking about it this early, but Metropolis is a song that I've heard even before I even heard the album, mm. and it's an instrumental breakdown that occurs yeah. somewhere in the midpoint of the album, and. It's beautiful, man. It's yeah. like a liquid drum yeah, and right. bass, very fast paced, mm-hmm. on top of a very jazzy lounge act. Yep. Yeah, man. And and I I love the the jazziness of the album and, and I mean or I mean of that particular track. The the roads with the phaser on it. Classic dreamy, you know, whatever I forgot the adjective you just used to describe it, but but there's some there's a dreamy feeling to it. That, that I really mm-hmm. like. And then with the most deaf vocal sample from uh, Respiration. Right. And yeah, just all of that mixed together. I even saw this song posted on a YouTube channel called Drum and Bass. Uh, no, no, no. Hip Hop for Drum and Bass Fans or nice. something like that. Nice. And so, and so, yeah, now this, you know, this, that song was, was crazy. And shout out Amp Live. Like he was so versatile on the production for this album. Um, uh, would you would you call it futuristic at the time? <clears throat> no, because well, I thought about this. I wouldn't say it's futuristic because no one's doing this anymore. Yeah, no one ever took that to a different level right, as far right. as mixing <clears throat> liquid drum and bass with hip hop. Um, but when I listened to the other song that we were talking about, which is the secondary like drum and bass heavy track, which is yeah. Elevation, yeah, um, I got. <clears throat> I got this crazy thought about how they were using pre-dubstep wobbles. Yep. Dude, I, I it had was the same like, thought. Yeah. And it was, it reminded me of like 
the tempo is so much faster but than uh what would what would happen in the uk maybe let's say five six years later with like the likes of dizzy rascal coming onto the scene yeah but yeah it was it's crazy to think that maybe the americans were the first one to put jungle instrumentation <laughs> yeah, yeah and rap over it and never got the credit for that yeah <laughs> well you know i couldn't imagine it to even blow up in america that song was cool as far as how he rapped on elevation but again right so the same take the same beat throw it in the uk and those guys would go whereas zionai he's just so chill on it bro he's right he is cali chill on it you know and so i don't know if that sound really will really plant itself in in our style of music just because of how how fast yeah we don't we is. don't have the patois jamaican type uh fast yeah. vocal delivery with the <laughs> dance hall influence to do that but you know talking about that song uh it reminded me of like video game background mm. noise because yeah. there was an owl that was like howling in the background and on top of that you have what? this drum and bass sound but the but the percussion is so punchy just like I mentioned, like a CNN Capone and Nord type of album, and you know, I think that was uh, that that's one with serious consideration that needs to be listened to 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 realize the lineage of mm-hmm. of uh, jungle influence into modern day hip hop. Right, right. What other tracks uh, were, were really stood out to you outside of those drum and bass tracks? Yeah, I would say another one that I really you know, going back to the topic of yeah. the the Middle Eastern influence is uh-huh. rap degrees. Mm, and yeah. what I really enjoyed about it is not only the the decision to go with Middle Eastern type production, but the sitar man. Yeah. Using the sitar in the track as the as the primary melody. Right. Yeah, I didn't that I didn't even listen to that song that much. <laughs> it didn't even stand out to me. Right uh but but uh dude the there's something to say about like the feeling for for almost every song in in the samples especially i don't remember if this one is like a i don't think this one is a middle eastern sample but it is dreamy still and that's the song silly putty Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. uh well um damn blanking out on the name who's the other rapper on it it wasn't anyone prolific it was another underground rapper, and I think he's from right. LA. Cause late, oh, was it the Grouch? It was oh, the was Grouch. It, the guy from, I think he's from Fresno. No. Oh, I don't know, but yeah, okay. the, the Grouch was on it, and I think they they later did a collab um, album, uh, probably mm-hmm. a couple years after that. But that song was the one that that blew up in my group of friends, like you know, um, after this album was released. Uh, That's an interesting song. Mm-hmm. to 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 you know have blow up in your list of friends because that one made that was probably the most the song with the most judeo christian references <laughs> in the whole album and and you know if you think about this the the name zion i yeah. that's a very jewish name right like zionism mm. and it made me think you know and, and he was referencing talking a lot about the will of the lord mm. and I, you know the whole album i realized is it is like quite a positive message and it's 
there was nothing about like materialism that was ever astounded on the album there mm-hmm. was nothing about the the classic hip-hop lyricism it was all pretty much like pretty acceptable for a churchgoer right right so was there a religious undertone to the album i'm not 100 percent sure there there could be but you know um let's talk about the cover of the album because i think mm. there's there's something to say about that as well so if we look at the cover of the album right it's mm. it's a young boy um mm-hmm. black boy in yep. space with mm-hmm. the world in his, his hands. hands yeah yeah and the world but in his hands in addition to that he's wearing a dashiki you know mm. really really driving forward you know it could he's be got a, a big afro too yeah it, it could be a young uh baba zumbi you know depiction or mm-hmm. it could have, could have actually been him as a kid and they they flipped it yeah, who knows, who knows? Yep. but but either way i do think that that picture describes the theme of a lot of songs in this in this album as far as the lyrical content goes it's i mean it's a there's a lot of uh talk of the struggle and fighting through that you know yeah and and that theme really comes out in a song called concrete jungle mm-hmm. which i believe is a song where they were talking about it's a lot of this surviving the streets yep. type of message but <clears throat> but not the same way that we've been hearing about hip hop, you know, up to that point where surviving in the street, like you think about like a Boogie Down Productions where they're talking about nine millimeter goes bang and they're going to shoot anyone that goes up to them and they're going to get involved in gang activity. None of that at all, man. It was like a surviving the streets, but in a very poetic sense. And I think there's even a, a part of the song where he goes deep into into poetry as well. And, and, and it's beautiful to hear that they're saying, you know, you got to survive these streets, but you got to keep your head up high as well and 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 to do that while being tremendously well versed in the delivery it almost reminded me of the way that like a cannabis sounds and that he's able to just rap rap on top of the sample and not always go on the flow but go off the flow but make it still sound like it's it, it's coming together and piecing together very well mm. okay okay i haven't listened to cannabis <laughs> so i can't i can't vouch for that but but uh yeah man yeah dude so yeah i mean the, for you, me oh go ahead go ahead oh i was, I was gonna say like uh, if you had to make comparisons right for like mm. baba zumi who are the guys that come to mind because he sampled mos def and black star and public enemy and and i do see like how you can make a comparison that baba zumi in some ways was like oakland's Mo's deaf, but I don't know if that's giving him too mm. much credit. But he's yeah, hella right. underrated after listening to this album. Right. Yeah. Well, I another group that I thought of listening to this was was Outcast. I don't mm. know if you ever thought of that. And, and not and, at all. And so, and I say that I don't know if I'm making a comparison, but all I'm saying is listening to this album, I thought of early Outcast albums in the in the sense that. What they were doing over like there aliens? was, yeah, like what they were doing was also not traditional at the time. They were on to some some different stuff as well, both in flow right. and even style of production, you know. And and so that's what I was thinking um, of when I was listening to this album. And again, I don't I don't think I'm really making a comparison, but I'm just saying I think the essence of what Outcast was is is what Zion I um, was doing on this album as well. You you might have a point about that. I think 
the one distinction I'd make as far as Zion I, you know, what their legacy could be and what their sound could be could be so much on K Geniuses scratching, like on the song mm. Critical. You hear this offbeat rapping, but it's but it's right on the money. And mm. it goes so well with K Geniuses scratching and the chopping up of the song not in a houston chopping up of the song but just in a in their own flow that they're that they're going back and forth between the sample and then so in some ways i think that's one of the 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 highlights of this album experience is how they were able to mix the art of djing on top of great quality production and great fire rapping yeah, no, shout out to the DJ too, because there is a whole track on here that is all scratching of vocal samples. And that one is Fool's Gold, where it's a whole minute of vocal yeah, samples yeah, yeah, yeah. related yeah. to the idea of money. money. And if anything, yeah. the enslavement that we have, you know, with money and then leading um, into a song that's about how a girl, uh, Venus, um, it's, it's about how a girl is just, she's chasing money, you know what I mean? And Right. Um, and how we essentially just live for that and become a slave to that. And I think uh, freedom um, from certain struggles is, is, is another one of those themes from that album. So freedom as well, in addition to mm. the struggle and, uh, and everything of just, just life, man. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So for me, uh, overall, a couple highlights was Mysterious Ways, Metropolis, mm-hmm. Elevation and Silly Putty. Those those songs really stood out to me uh, in both production and, and lyricism. And yeah, man, I, I think um, this album was for a first album, for some, oh. for some new cats. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. What a bar. But at the same time, you know, again, this is underground hip hop, right? So whether or not this sound would have taken flight or not, you know, it, it was probably a low chance of that. However, I do think if you're a fan of Zionai or underground hip hop, like that, this is your this is your thing. So I think I, I think there's a strong, a much stronger fan base for this kind of music overall. Right, right. And and my my highlights on the album, I'm going to definitely say Mysterious Ways is one yeah. of them. Uh, critical even even the fir- the second track revolution b-boy anthem mm-hmm. even though it's a song that i wouldn't even think to b-boy about <laughs> i love that they started the album so strong with that nice mix of dj scratching mm-hmm. and film like orchestral samples right. and yeah, yeah, yeah and they were able to go from that to a song called a little <laughs> change which is just so chill and zion i theme is that they are not heavy hitters by any means they're thought-provoking hip-hop music and not only the lyricism but the complexity of the production as well and the and this music is something that when i hear zion i i think that i'm in some cafe in oakland Mm. where a dude is on the mic and there's one dude uh who's maybe uh on a turntable and they're just in a cafe downstairs with an audience of like 30 to 50 people all really feeling and vibing to it that's the vibe i get from this album right right man oakland hip-hop bro there's a strong there's a strong personality to it and it shows and this makes me wonder what is oakland hip what is oakland hip-hop's fascination with egypt 
you know because we looking at uh, hieroglyphics that's, that's only yeah that's only two though well no no, no. we're only looking two. at hieroglyphics okay. zion i the dance of turfing which a big part of turfing is tutting true which true. is an egyptian it's based on hi, the hieroglyphic in in that how they are moving and even yeah. in the yeah, dances yeah, yeah. um so and and the samples <laughs> and the samples right. in both them and so i'm wondering i'm wondering what that is but i mean that's probably the only you know that's all i got as far as that idea of there's some kind of fascination with egypt hey man no Oakland. one no one did the egypt fascination more than taiga <laughs> and his brand last kings and oh, how wow. he had the yeah. egyptian head sure and he was you know putting himself on the egyptian throne and with yeah. gold everything and the sphinx and the and the i don't even know what you call it but that cane yeah uh so you know i think that in some ways hip-hop has always done a good job of mm -hmm. and i don't like to use the word cultural appropriation but i will say that you know hip-hop's always been about taking a theme from something outside of black or white culture and, and bringing it to the forefront like you know asian culture is obviously a huge part of hip-hop why yeah. not middle eastern culture you know mm -hmm. yeah there you know what yeah there's the asian culture that hip-hop has kind of taken and made of their own wu-tang and whatnot uh the egyptian yeah. uh what what else what else have we flipped in hip-hop man and it made something well great. definitely african type culture oh, yeah. as well with the release of black panther um and you know what is I don't even know I would think that drum and bass is something that is is a more European heavy yeah. as in I would think that this is music that you know no typical Americans really enjoy but maybe you know in Europe they tend to have a deeper appreciation for electronic music so mm -hmm. in some way this might <clears throat> even be um ah man I hate I like to find a different word than cultural appropriation maybe uh cultural appreciation appreciation <laughs> cultural appreciation yeah, for it. for for that as well and you know shouts out to amp live for even knowing to use those type of samples or for creating it on his own you know yeah man yeah so you know at overall what do you think this album has playback appeal in oh today's yeah definitely music? and which track take an open mind open mind huh Okay. You take an open mind, and, and I kind of went back to my favorite songs on this, where you know, Rap Degrees, Elevation, uh, Metropolis for sure, Mysterious Ways, Critical. Those are those are like my top five. Yeah. On the album, um, even the fillers that were kind of towards the middle end of the album, I would go back and listen to. But this is another one where like, it would be so dope to have this on vinyl. Yeah. Just because there's probably some things you can do with turntablism with mm -hmm. this record as well oh yeah oh yeah for sure man so you know that that's all the thoughts that i had on this album man so yeah for those out there listening to this you haven't heard it go check this album out it is a must if you call yourself a fan of hip-hop listen to this joint zion we're gonna I. have it we're gonna have it if you check the description what we always do in each video is we post a link to each individual song so maybe you heard a song that we talked about and you want to check it out we also post music videos i don't even know if zion and i made a single music video for this <laughs> we'll see if they did um but yeah we want to know if you are a fan of this album 20 years after it was made where were you in life when this was coming out you must have been if you heard this in 2000 you must have been in a deep cut as far as hip-hop fandom comes and we want to hear about that experience 
you know, this album, Mind Over Matter, is in many ways considered still Zion I's best work. And I'm not sure if that's because, you know, it's a debut album and, and, and <clears throat> debut albums are given a little bit more weight um, mm. because that's when an, when an artist is fresh. But we definitely want to hear your opinions. Put us, you know, just write in the comments what your favorite tracks are off this album. If you haven't heard it, if you have heard it, and make sure that you like this, you share it with your friends, and you hit the subscribe button for more content because we release a video to two videos every week uh, really celebrating hip-hop music as they go towards 10, 20, 30-year anniversaries. There you go. Rap Geeks, baby. Playback, 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 playback. Play 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 and we, and out. we out. out.